Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 145. We've been going through the positional, uh, my positional philosophies, the quarterback and running back over the last two weeks. And this week we're going to talk a little shorter podcast because we're going to be talking about the tight end position. What is my philosophy when it comes to tight end? thought this would be a fun series to do given that training camps are going to start here in a couple weeks on July 27th. And thought this would be a good time just to talk some philosophy since it's a little bit of the dead time regarding news until training camps start, which is just around the corner. Can't wait. Here's some thoughts that I have overall when it comes to the tight end position, what I try to do with my teams. Uh, first thing I'll say is that I try my best to roster a top-tier tight end. I do my very, very best to roster a top-tier tight end. It just There's just incredible comfort in knowing that you have an every-week starter and have a top-tier tight end allows you uh, also to roster fewer tight ends and allows you to just keep a young tight end on your team to develop for your bench. So, for instance, I drafted Travis Kelsey in the first round of a recent startup. I traded two first-round picks for him in a tight end premium league that scores 1.75 per PPR. Um, I outbid managers in free agency at a free agent auction last year uh, to get Darren Waller. Uh, though after winning a championship with him last year, we traded him this offseason so that we could get uh, Najee Harris in this uh, contract salary cap league, so it's a little bit different there. I luckily picked up uh, George Kittle off the waiver wire several years ago, right when he began to break out. And for years, I actually had Zach Ertz on my on multiple teams uh, before I actually kind of gave up him on him and traded him away in all but one league last year. Um, I drafted Dallas Goddard over the previous few years because I really believe that he's going to be that next top tier uh, tight end. I think it's impossible, you know, to have the top 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 tight ends and you know top five say tight end on all my teams. But I do my very very best to do it if I can. I always like my teams better when I do. Second thing I'll just mention briefly about tight ends is, I, like I said with quarterbacks a few weeks ago, the older the better. Uh, tight ends produce fantasy, uh, for, produce for fantasy way into their mid-30s. So I'm not an ageist when it comes to the tight end position. I'm actually really happy uh, to draft for older t- draft older tight ends or trade for older tight ends, as I mentioned above or mentioned before. Um, I traded two first-round picks for Travis Kelsey when he was 30 years old. Um, in that same tight end premium league, this 1.745 PPR, I traded Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson for Logan Thomas when he was 30 years old this offseason. And so I'm not afraid of the old guys. I'm not an ageist when it comes to tight ends. Third thing I'll mention is I really like to develop young tight ends on my team. Um, I like to have younger tight ends on my roster and give them time to develop. So tight ends, you know, usually take three or four years of experience before they break out. And I'm much more patient on tight ends than I am with any other position. I'll drop a quarterback or running back that I pick in rookie drafts after one or two years, one year probably for quarterbacks, two years for running backs. And I'll drop wide receivers maybe after two or three years. But I'll wait as many, many as four years to wait on a tight end, especially if I have a good starter, like is my strategy. If I've got a great starter ahead of him, it's no problem for that person just to sit on my bench and hopefully develop. So for instance, I had Dallas Goddard rostered for years. Um... Uh, and he's just now hopefully ready to surpass Zach Ertz. I've had Mo Cox on several of my teams, and I really believe that this will be the year that he surpasses Jack Doyle. 
Um, I drafted Hunter Long and Brevin Jordan in several rookie drafts this year, and I know that I'm going to need to be very patient with them. And I'm able to be patient, though, because in most cases, I've got a top-tier tight end ahead of them. Not in every case, but in most cases, which allows me to be even extra patient with the tight ends. Next thing I mentioned in my philosophy for tight ends is that uh, I value targets over touchdowns. Targets are more important than touchdowns, so I chase targets more than the touchdowns when it comes to the tight end position, especially in PPR leagues and tight end premium leagues, definitely. Um, it was no surprise, so you wouldn't be surprised to know that Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and George Kittle, they all led the league in targets per game last year among tight ends. No surprise, right? Just targets are far more important than touchdowns when acquiring a tight end off the waiver wire or through trades. So if there's a tight end like last year's Robert Tunyon that was scoring all his points based solely on touchdowns, I will really look to trade him and maybe capitalize on what I think I would call perceived value of him. On the other hand, if there's a tight end that's racking up receptions but not touchdowns, then I would look to trade uh, for him, hoping maybe the other manager is frustrated by his lack of touchdowns. Touchdowns are far less predictable overall for every position. And touchdowns will come, they're only going to come the more targets that you receive. And so targets is more important. Plus, highly targeted tight ends in PPR leagues especially, they provide a very safe floor compared to tight ends that need a touchdown to help their fantasy teams. I love to have that really safe floor where they don't have to score a touchdown to be contributing as a tight end. Next thing I'll say is that uh, schemes matter to me. Schemes really matter at the tight end position. Offensive schemes and coaches really do make a big uh, difference when it comes to tight ends. Um, I, you know, For instance, I had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard on so many of my teams because when Peterson's uh, Coach Doug Peterson's scheme was there, he targeted the tight end so much. And when Frank Wright left Philadelphia to go to Indianapolis, he did the same with the Colts, which is why I have so many shares of Jack Doyle and Mo Ali Cox in so many of my teams. Uh, for years with the Saints, Sean Payton was really good with the tight ends, and he historically targeted the tight end, which is why I had Jimmy Graham on so many of my teams before he left uh, left to go to Seattle um, back, way back when. Um, and that's why I had Jared Cook on so many of my teams last year, uh, because of the Saints. And look forward to seeing what the Saints are going to do now with Adam Troutman. So one of the things with tight ends that's important to me is that tight ends, the scheme, and the coaches really make a difference. There's some coaches that I really trust and teams I really trust because of what they do at the tight end position. Next uh, thing I'll mention, I'll just talk specifically about what I do in tight end premium. I'm in the three tight end premium leagues right now. One is 1.75 PPR. That one's crazy out weight to the tight end position. One's 1.5 PPR, and one is PPR, but it's PPR, it's tight end premium because the running backs and all, well, I'll just say all non-tight ends only get 0.5 PPR. So obviously in, in leagues like this, the tight end position is even more important. And I like to really, if I can, have two tight ends to start in my lineup each week in those leagues, if I'm able to do so. And I am able to do so in two of the three leagues. In one league, I have Kelsey and Goddard as every week starters. That's my FFPC league. Then I've got Kelsey and Thomas, both of whom I traded for, as every week starters in the other 1.75 PPR league. Sadly, I don't have a good tight end that's safe to start in the third tight end premium league that I'm a part of. I have Jared Cook and Mo Ali Cox. They're my best two tight ends in that league. Thankfully, that one's only half P, you know, PPR compared to half PPR for the other positions. Um, and it's an all-flex league, so I actually don't even have to start a tight end. Um, but when I look at those three uh, tight end premium leagues, I definitely prefer the ones where I've got two solid uh, tight ends and PPR type of tight ends. Last thing I'll mention on tight end in the short podcast is I really prefer thin rosters at tight ends. It's always my thinnest rostered position. I usually hold you know, no more than four tight ends total on my roster. 
Um, I have as many as five on one of my leagues, but that's a league without with no, no kickers and defenses. And I think I have five in another league, but that's a league where I have right now before the the rookie cut we have we have forty players rostered. So in those ones, I have a little bit more. I always like to have one tight end um, that's in his first, second, or third year of his contract. So he's the, the develop, developmental guy that I have. Then I like to have one stud, like I've already mentioned, and then maybe two veterans that you know could maybe play in case uh, my veteran uh, gets hurt. So that's really how I fill it out. Um, I'm also not, um, you know, when it comes to waiver wire during the season, the tight end is the most likely position that I'm willing to drop a player just to add a player. Um, as long as I have one stud and one developmental guy, I'm willing to drop those kind of middle middle range vets if I have to on the waiver wire. First, first position I'm willing to cut when it comes to adding players via waivers. Just to close, I'll give you an idea about what my uh, teams look like at the tight end position in my Dynasty Diagnostic Champions League. It's a 12-team tight end premium. Uh, this is the one that's 1.75 PPR. I have uh, Travis Kelsey, Logan Thomas, Jimmy Graham, Chris Herndon, and Jack Doyle. In my all-flex league, this 14-team uh, tight end premium. Um, I've got Jared Cook, Moali Cox, Jack Doyle, Darren Fells. That's the team I don't like at that position, but thankfully it's an all-flex team. My 1.5 tight end premium, this is the FFPC league, really like this room. I got Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, Adam Troutman, and Brevin Jordan. Um, I think that if Adam breaks out like I hope he will, I've got good reason to be starting three tight ends in that league. We'll see. Uh, Reality Sports Online, it's just a regular PPR league. We, we also have a free agent auction to go. That's why uh, this roster is really thin. There's still a lot of players that we haven't picked up yet because of the free agent auction. But there we've got Blake Jarwin and Brevin Jordan. In my diehard league, I have Adam Troutman, Mo Alley-Cox, Dawson Knox, Hunter Long. That also is a team that needs some help, but I'm banking on Troutman or Cox to, to come through. We'll see. Uh, the Freaks League, I have George uh, George Kittle and Dallas Goddard, Johnny Smith and Blake Jarwin. Uh, two, two stud tight ends there. Yeah, good Times League, Dallas Goddard, Logan Thomas, Johnny Smith, Gerald Everett, Hunter Long. And then finally my Keeper League, Dallas Goddard. I have him on a lot of teams, don't I? Zach Gertz, Mo Alley-Cox. Dawson Knox and Blake Jarwin. Here's to Dallas Goddard breaking out this year. Come on, Philadelphia. Trade Zach Ertz for us. I've traded him on all of my teams except one. You guys could at least do us the favor now and trade him, right? Well, that's a wrap this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation at any time by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. I am much better on email than I am on Twitter, so talk to me. Send me an email. Let me know what your tight end room looks like. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the, po- the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there. Get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.